0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 41. We're discussing guilty pleasure movies. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Short. We're here another week. 41 weeks. You know, one of the last episodes at uh, Tim's humble abode. Yes, yes. I'm moving out here in a couple weeks. And yeah, we had to dismantle the entirety of the Nerd Room. Yeah. Just a few remaining relics here in what is formerly the bedroom in the basement but is now the pseudo nerd room we're recording
1: (laughs) that's an actual room as before it was like a nerd living
0: room or something so now (laughs) nerd sanctuary yeah Uh yeah so, yeah, we'll be moving out here. Are we shifting some of the recordings over to a few of the other nerd rooms? Maybe uh, Troy, Sundays? Okay, we yeah. yeah. We can do it, yeah. yeah. Uh, OG. So, hopefully we don't have hit any bumps here in the recording, and that should be fine. I've only got an entire house to move all by myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> should be fine. If so, you... if you want to help out, hit us on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> Who's one superhero that you'd most want to help you move? And who's one that you'd be like, oh I really don't want to have this guy help me move? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah, yeah he could oh, just transfer, yeah. Good call. yeah. Good call. Nailed God. it, nailed it. Yeah.
0: That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nightcrawler, hit me. Yeah, you yeah. can cloak. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I didn't have a
1: Hulk. You get him mad, he just smashes your couch. Like, no Hulk, like, dope. just stop. Just yeah. doesn't know his own strength. Yeah. So yeah. it's like <laughs> picking
0: up oh. he, he
1: doesn't want to do it anymore, so he turns into banner and he's just like, I can't help you.
0: <laughs> banner. <laughs> Did you guys have a chance to check out Agents of Shield, the season four season premiere? Absolutely not. Oh
1: no, I did. I've heard I've
0: heard good things though. Yes, it's yeah. yeah. missing and yeah. coming into this, I'm, like I'm hyped up about it. Love the MCU stuff. A lot of people don't love this show, right? Yeah, and they do have reasons here and there. It's, it's not up to the standards of the movies or the Netflix series. If that's the part of the MCU that you love, this isn't that. Right. But okay. This does give you your little dose of MCU. And one of the questions that you asked Troy a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the season premieres was is this a show you could just jump into from season four? Right. right. After watching the season four debut I'm going to say yes. Nice. Okay. okay. It does a good enough job yeah. as far as introducing enough new content, new stories, new characters yeah. that you can understand it enough. Okay. And it also does a good enough job as far as your loyal long-term viewers and giving you enough as far as your commitment level to this, that it all still matters. Right. But they introduced like four huge new concepts. Okay. okay. And one's been all over the internet, right? right. This is Ghost Rider. Yes. Yeah. Robbie Reyes. Mm-hmm. And they did a fantastic job on the visual effects here. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. And I looked at it at first, the first scene I was like, okay, they've hidden it behind a flame and it's at a distance and that. But once they go for it, they really do just head on say, look, we're not hiding anything here. We're not doing these kind of obscure viewed skull faces and flames and all that. This yeah. is just full on CG face, mocap nice. face. So they've gone beyond like just pure animation and done actual mocap for this TV series. Wow. wow! And there's a short little VX reel where they're showing how they did it, how they did the mocap, how they did the lighting around the jacket. It's really cool to check out. I cool. have to say, it's not up to movie standards, Great. but it's pretty good. Sweet. Is it better than Nicolas Cage? it's getting close wow oh, oh, it's, it's, it's not movie quality i don't know how much they dumped into that but i can't even remember the Ghost Rider what it looked like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm assuming terrible but this looked really good like this <laughs> stood up to some of the best cgi i've seen on tv cool nice. and so how's this
2: portrayal because i'm not too familiar with the bobby reyes character more so johnny blaze yeah. but how is how is he as a character in this age of the shield is he the same traditional character as the comic or is he a little more like the hellblazer we know as um I've never
0: really read much Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Even I've never read the Robbie Reyes series. Okay. I think I maybe read the first introduction. Yeah, like the first issue. But as far as I can tell it's a pretty good portrayal. Nice. And they're playing him almost like this Jekyll Hyde type character where right. it's Robbie Reyes is there and he acknowledges the fact that the devil's inside him Yeah. and it's not him that's killing people it's it's the ghost rider that comes out and this cool this cool mythology they're building on the streets about the ghost rider and he's this vigilante and he's going out and, and killing rapists and nice. and oh, nice. you know murderers and all that and yeah. pedophiles that yeah. that he actually acknowledges killing and the main protagonist quake is you know you don't have the right to to kill these people be mm-hmm. the judge jury and executioner type and then they end up battling it's really cool though nice. they've done a good job and i'm looking forward to seeing this play out in the Aegis of the shield series good stuff nice so for ghost rider help me out because i don't read a lot of marvel is he involved
1: in a lot of the um events like a lot of the crossovers Seems like he wouldn't really fit in, like having Ghost Rider I'm just, you know, thinking of Johnny Blaze, but him battling like Ant Man or something. No,
2: yeah, he's never really been involved. I mean, way back there was like a Fantastic Four where it was the new Fantastic Four, which oh, okay. was um, Ghost Rider, Grey Hulk, Spider Man and Wolverine. Okay. That's a that's I guess that's a team up issue that went on for a little bit. That's kinda of cool. Um I think he also had something else going on with Werewolf by Night and then Blade. And I think Punisher.
0: Oh, that's a good crossover, yeah. Yeah, but other
2: than that, he hasn't he's he, never dipped in civil war. He was
0: in Secret Wars, they had the Ghost Riders and they're like a oh, gang I think that went around. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. He popped in and out of one or two of the books I read. Right, yeah. Nothing significant. Nothing though. Crazy, eh? no. I think he's kinda of
2: faded out in the comic world. At least yeah, he's a before... real nineties character. Yeah, he's very nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, so is Johnny Blaze, if I were to pick up Ghost Rider, because you know that character kinda of interests me. If I pick up a Ghostwriter issue, will it be Johnny Blaze or will it be this new person on Agents of Shield?
0: I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Pretty sure it's Bobby Rays. Yeah. Bobby Rays? Yeah. yeah, I think he's probably all Race. different. Bobby Ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A couple of other concepts that they introduced on the show on this season premiere was the idea of life model decoys, yeah. which is something that's you know strung right through the Marvel comic book yeah. universe. Classic Shield. Yes, and this idea that Shield is coming back. As far as being put back into the light, back into the public, back as a government organization. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, and it's, they've actually fractured up the original team, the small team from the previous three seasons. Yeah. Because of this more or less reorganization of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's another big concept that they're bringing, propping back up into the light. Maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. will make a, a reappearance in the MCU at some point yeah. too. that's cool. So nothing about... Um, Nick Fury? <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> nothing <laughs> about Nick Fury? No, nothing yet. Yeah. So... He's going to have to make an appearance somewhere in the MCU yeah. at some point. He's done several appearances on this yeah. before. Oh. And to bring him back in, maybe for an episode or two. But they do have this new director that they've introduced. His name is Jeffrey. There's some speculation as to who he could be actually out of the Marvel comics. You know, they're talking about the Patriot and a few others. Oh. Yeah, so it's interesting oh. that they've kind of strung that really? along. Yeah, yeah. It's it's starting. They're seeding a lot of different ideas here. And then the last one they're doing here is they've introduced a mystical or magical element as well. So, there's Horse. this case that they're chasing, and there's some weird, like, it's almost like a horror thing where you got this, like, little girl that kind of runs out, and it's, you know, just touched on it once or twice throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're maybe trying to tie a bit more to Doctor Strange. Oh, that's man. cool. That's cool. cool. I like that. Yeah, it's good to see because Doctor Strange is, what, one month out?
1: So, November. yeah, they yep. got to start pumping this thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't heard much. So, you know, maybe that's going to change in the coming days.
2: Yeah, we're getting a lot of posters. I think there's a new Entertainment Weekly um, or is it Empire cover with the four main characters from the movie yeah. on the cover. But you're right. There hasn't been a heavy push, as there, for this movie?
0: We guys are in luck then because oh, awesome. they just announced on October 10th. Okay, they're doing a 15 minute IMAX screening. Of Doctor Strange. They're wow. taking, I'm not sure if it's going to be the start of the movie, or if it's going to be some clip within the movie. My mm-hmm. guess is they're going to show some incredible action sequence, being that it's on IMAX. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this is something similar that they did with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. They showed the elevator scene. Oh, that's so cool. Good. I cool. believe it was in front of Thor, the Dark World. I think it was. Because yeah. I was really confused when it popped on. I was like, why is Captain America in this <laughs> right. movie? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they also did it with Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Okay. What was the clip from Guardians of the Galaxy? I can't remember yeah, I can exactly. Guess. It might have been the prison break sequence. Cool. So they have a tendency to do this, to amp up these movies, give them a little bit more hype behind it, especially showing off the visual effects, particularly here with, with Doctor Strange. Right. Almost <laughs> <in> spider <laughs> So will you guys be checking out this 15-minute preview? So this seems like it's going to give away a big action sequence, yeah. probably a little bit of the plot. Is this something that's going to draw you in to maybe amp you up a bit more for Doctor Strange?
2: said so it's in October, right? October tenth. Yeah, so I don't think there's any movies. I'm not much of a horror guy, so there won't be anything I'm going to see in October. So <laughs> I'm probably going to stay away from this one. Yeah. Is yeah.
1: this like going to play in a specific movie in front of, or is this just going to be like on its own? You got to buy tickets specifically for this.
0: I believe that it's just a 15 minute clip, not in front of a movie. I'm oh, not exactly okay. sure how they're doing oh. it, but okay. they're selling at least from the tickets that I could see that were on sale. Yeah. It looked like it was just for the 15-minute clip, and oh. it's only in select theaters across North America, and the only one in Calgary that it is playing is at Scotia oh. Bank. There's
1: oh. no way I'm going to check it out. That's so <laughs> far from my house. In that case, <laughs> yeah. it's not too far from me. <laughs> I might be there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm going to see this movie regardless. It would have been cool to check out, but
0: I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. Yeah. No, me neither. I'm, I've stopped watching the trailers for this. So no TV spots. I'm really looking forward to going in this, not knowing that much, because going into a Captain America, Iron Man, Avengers movie, you have a tendency to do a little bit more research. We're more familiar with the characters, we're more familiar with that particular portion of the MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is something completely new, and I'm really trying to stay away from spoilers here, mm. so that I can go in and actually experience this like a normal person. Right? <laughs> Did you
2: stay away from the uh, bonus content then from the yes. Civil War? Oh, Did okay. not watch that. Oh, okay. Either. Uh, that man. one really sold me on this movie, too. Really? You know, I, I had to. I watched it. And all right. Man. I'm going to have to check it I'm out. Excited. Awesome. So, and with
0: all these new movies, too, coming out, because ant I did the same thing. I tried to stay as far away from that as I could. You got a few of the quips from Paul Rudd and some of the trailers and that, but I really want to experience that as a different type of Marvel Cinematic Movie, and that's the same thing I'm going for here. Nice. And so they're really starting to pump up the advertising here. I know you guys say that you haven't seen much of it, but this looks like it's the start of it. Yeah. And I also found one of the legends... At EB Games here in oh, Canada. Wicked. So I've got the Carl Mordo, or Baron Mordo as he's known in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Excellent likeness. The box looks great. There's eight figures, and your build of figures the Dormamamu. Yeah. Oh, wow. you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Flamehead. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to pretty much stay away from the majority of these with the exception of the cinematic Doctor Strange. There's also a cinematic Astroplane Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which is just a translucent... Dr. Strange yeah. figures. Or
2: Iceman. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're 30 bucks a pop, Oh which is wow, a lot. That's insane. So they've really crept up in price. They have. But it's nice to see those dropping. I didn't think those were going to drop here in Canada until mm-hmm. after the movie came out. And that That's right. whole wave was at EB Games with wow. the exception of Dr. Strange, the cinematic wow. version. Of course, eh? We're getting a lot of Marvel Legends this year. Yeah. Like, so we still haven't really seen that back end of this Captain America Civil War wave. No. The one with Scarlet Witch in it, too. Right. right. Yeah. And oh. So we've gotten probably five or six waves here.
2: Yeah, Spider-Man, Civil War, the other um, Iron Man, or Captain America with the wolf head. Yep. And then we've got the astral plane going on here <laughs> yeah. with um, Doctor Strange. So, nice. wow, lots and lots and lots of toys.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. It looks like Kevin Feige, president of Marvel Studios, or whatever he's called now, he's been out on the campaign trail a bit here, and he's talked to people, specifically asking questions, where are these sorcerers during the events of Avengers, during the events of Age of Ultron, during <laughs> Civil War? Yeah. Why haven't these guys shown up? And a common question that you're going to get in these cinematic universes now is we have so many characters. We have these world ending events going on. Why doesn't everyone just show up to help? Right. Yeah, I mean, He had an answer. So he preempted a lot of people here and said, look, these sorcerers are out there trying to prevent this interdimensional collapse or threats to our actual existence in our reality itself. And so he says they don't have time for alien invasions, they yeah. don't have time to worry about the Avengers. <laughs> so it's kind of a nice little thing that it's interesting. Preempting people's questions that there's like because they're so powerful, yeah. where have they been? Yeah. Uh, well, I've
2: always liked that with Marvel too, because going back to for me, uh reading like an old, old issue of Amazing Spider-Man way back in the day, yeah. you know, Spider-Man would have to go do something and he needs some help and he'd see Thor going somewhere else, he's too busy, or Iron Man's not gonna answer his phone, or the Fantastic cool. Four are off exploring another planet, right? Yeah, so he has to handle it by himself. And I think Marvel Marvel's always been good with that and kind of handle it in a fun manner.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. And the thing with Marvel I like is they're all pretty much based in New York, like all the big heroes. You don't hear too much of heroes outside of New York in the Marvel universe. So, you know, with everyone there in the one city, it does make sense to have them doing, you know, other stuff so that they all can't just show up at the same cataclysmic event. Yeah.
0: But the one thing is that has been hinted at is this idea that Thanos might be the threat. That brings the sorcerers to join the Avengers. And Benedict Cumberbatch, in the interview with Empire Magazine... All but confirmed his involvement yeah. nice. in Avengers: Infinity That's right. War. Yeah, more yeah. or less stating that it's really difficult to get all these characters, all these actors yeah. together yeah. with their timing, with their schedules. The likes of Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Chris Evans, Benedict. Like you're talking about some of the biggest actors in the world, and they're trying to get them all on set to be together at exactly. some point in time, right? <laughs> exactly. This movie's going to cost a that ton. Billion,
2: that billion-dollar budget. Yeah. yeah. Do
0: you think it's going to make two billion? I don't know. Like it has
1: maybe to. Both movies. Well, oh, didn't they just one. say it's just one now? Well, they're
2: shooting them both, though,
1: I believe, at the same time.
0: Yeah, so it yeah. looks Ooh. like they're going to be yeah. standalone movies to a degree. Yeah. yeah. But with a narrative that strings right through the two of them. Exactly. Okay, right. That's
1: crazy. That's cool. I like that. So you can pretty much guarantee Thanos isn't going to bite it in the first one. No. He'll probably save that for the second one. Maybe some general or someone that he'll send in for the first
0: one. I'd be interested to see if they actually save Thanos' big fight until the second movie. They have to tease him a lot. They have to show him maybe destroying planets. And they did release somewhat of a synopsis. I stayed away from it. Okay. But I think the generic concept is if you've read the story of Infinity Gauntlet, it pulls a lot from that. Now, there's going to be other elements from other comic book series that they're going to pull from. Mm -hmm. But I think the basic concept is Infinity Gauntlet. And his relationship with death and cool. gathering cool. the gems. Cool. And so you might see the first part of it is going to be heavily focused maybe more cosmically. Yeah. And then what's going on on Earth as well. So you're seeing two separate movies or two separate scenes going on. And then eventually, towards the end of the movie, they do come together. So I don't know if they're going to start off with Thanos is just there or if they're going to show him gathering the gems. Right. And then then the Avengers fighting someone else on Earth. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to do that. Or it cripples
2: them in the first movie and then the Avengers come back in the second and take them out. Yeah, of course. That's exactly how it's going to be. You're going to see,
0: I'm guessing, Iron Man's team of Avengers... Absolutely decimated. I think you're going to have to see towards the second movie Cap coming into the fold, yes. them gathering Bucky. other heroes, for sure. the Guardians showing up, all that. Right. Yeah.
2: Kind of like an Empire. We'll get an Empire ending and then part two yeah. will be.
0: Yes, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're sure. going to get <laughs> a very down ending. Probably the yeah. one of the darkest movies that you're going to see. For sure. yeah. You might only wait. see, like, and if you've read Infinity Gauntlet, you know what happens to a lot of the heroes in yeah. that. I If you preempt yourself with this movie, with maybe infinity gauntlet if you're interested more in the thanos story that's going to be inspiring this movie Mm -hmm. that's just a guess i never read the synopsis i try to stay away from it but that's just kind of what i've heard of it can't wait
1: can't wait fingers
0: snapping over here yeah when when does that come (laughs) out 2018 yes the first one's 2018 uh when may 2018 and then the following year may 2019 is part two or whatever it's called now nice um
1: speaking of 2018 just did you guys hear um, the head of Warner Brothers was saying that the Ben Affleck film is a year and a half away, which would put it in 2018. They're guessing probably October 2018. So 2018 is going to be another busy year full of, you know, huge superhero movies. I'm yeah. excited. Is so yeah.
0: Justice League's in there too as well?
1: Uh Whoa. no, Justice League for some reason is 2017 and then
0: 2019. Oh yeah, the oh, okay, so it's two years. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then so 2017 is like Justice League, then Batman, mm-hmm. and then like a whole bunch, and then Justice League again. So I'm excited.
2: The president of DC also did mention <laughs> that the DC <laughs> universe could use some improvement.
1: <laughs> you know, a little disheartening to hear that. I really like the films. I like. I'd like him to stand behind them, but eh, whatever. As long as they keep making them, I'll keep watching them. <laughs>
0: but it's, it's interesting, cause
2: it's good that he's saying that in a way. Like, it's good that he recognizes it needs growth and it needs to improve. But at the same time, it kind of makes you worried for the next couple of movies.
0: Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. It seems yeah. that maybe they didn't have that same type of control that they wanted. Yeah. And maybe that's a good thing. You know, we've we've seen a lot of movies that have been, at least rumored to have been affected by involvement from very senior people at studios. But this also tells me that they weren't really paying attention exactly. to this. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so maybe now they're focusing. They're just saying, oh, Avengers or whatever, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars. It's fine. We don't need to worry about it. Sex center's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The visual effects look great. You know, they probably show up to the CEO's office and say, here, check out this sequence. And it's probably always a fight sequence or something like that. They probably don't see the full movie until a couple months before and by that time, you're like, uh, what do I do? Fantastic for it, or should I just let it go? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hopefully they, you know, hopefully they won't won't change
1: too much because I do like the way they're going. But they did make little tweaks here and there and yeah. made it a little bit more popular with the general audience. Mm-hmm. Then, sure, why not?
2: Well, have to see uh, Wonder Woman, I'm on board.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wonder
0: Woman. Yeah. yeah. This past week we debuted our brand new podcast. Yeah. Star- Woo! Star Wars Rebels Alert. We thank everyone for listening to that, and we've had good feedback on Twitter and some interaction with some listeners and that. Like I said before, with this podcast and Star Wars Rebels Alert, we're always looking for listener feedback, input, questions, comments, whatever we can to build the community. And we had lots of fun shooting that, and we're going to be dropping a new episode every single Monday, or every single Monday that there's a Star Wars Rebels on the Saturday. Yes, so
2: stay (laughs) tuned.
0: Yeah, so go over and check that out on the same feed that you're listening to right now. It's probably just... One episode down.
2: Yeah,
0: So go we'll check that out if you're a fan of Star Wars Rebels. And if you're not, take a listen to it too. It might get you intrigued and interested in the Star Wars Rebels world. Because that first episode was incredible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice to see actually with collectibles, mm-hmm. Funko's gotten on board with Star Wars Rebels as well. Oh, I Ooh. did see somebody tweet that. Yes. That's right. They tweeted it out. They released the entire look at the whole Ghost Crew that they're releasing in Funko Pop form cool. this fall. Oh. Yes. So everyone, including Ahsoka...
2: Yeah, and it's based off the season one, season two look, right? Yeah.
0: So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a little weight on the wallet later on in the fall. when We already have a big fall when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. The end of this week, the day you guys are hearing this episode, we're going to be probably sitting down in line as you're listening to this. Oh, Oh, man. And I hope you guys are doing the same thing. Yeah. Waiting for those action figures, waiting for those doors to swing open at 12.01 on Friday morning. (laughs) Yeah. And the mad dash in, yeah. it maybe a stormtrooper. Like a 100 games moment going on. Yeah, you know? yeah, it'd be interesting to see how crazy it gets <laughs> yeah. this year.
2: Well, hopefully it's not too cold out uh, for Force Friday. It was yes. pretty freezing last
0: year, right? Yes. Guess. Come yeah. prepared. Bring seats, jackets, yeah. bring a blanket. Somebody eat and drink as well. Yeah. Not yeah. the mistake we've made. we for four hours. Alcohol, yes. You would buy a lot more if you're hammered on Force Friday. <laughs> but
1: there's limits. Yeah. So you might get tossed out. I well, would also okay. drink in public. I not recommend it. Yeah, he's in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I see Tim, like, arguing with the cashier, like, what do you mean I can't buy three Darth Vaders? Screw you, man. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like, runs out with it. The cops chase him. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, you say you're not going to do that, but if you see Tim running from the cops, you know he did that. <laughs> it was one hell a force Friday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And also remember coming out of Force Friday, too, that Force Friday doesn't end at midnight or 12.01 a.m. Oh. It ends at the end of the day on Friday. So make sure to go check your Walmarts out, your Toys R Us is out, Disney stores are opening at 6 or 7 a.m. depending on where you are and which city you are. Nice. And they all have Force Friday deals. You're going to see the Elite Series drop in the Disney store. Walmart and Toys R Us, the ones that aren't holding the event, are going to have the same action figures the next morning. So be sure to go check those out if you don't get what you want. Yeah. So, there's going to be a lot of free giveaways too. There's posters. Oh, and that good I stuff. believe Funko's giving away a t-shirt as well. Probably for the first hundred or so cool, patrons. Cool. Cool. Nice. We're going to get one
2: of those
1: for sure. Yeah.
0: So, What are we doing? Are we going to give away free t-shirts for the first hundred or so guests? If you're paying
1: for it. Hmm. <laughs> 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 okay. T-shirts are
0: surprisingly expensive to make. <laughs> well. Unless you like, a massive bulk set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have to outsource it, Tim. It's
0: yes. all about outs- outsourcing. Warner Brothers CEO... Had a few comments to say about Batman v Superman, right? Yes, he did. But Disney CEO, Bob Iger, had a few comments to say about Rogue One dropping. Okay. So it looks like he was out there to temper expectations a bit. What? So he's saying, look guys, Rogue One is an experiment. So this is the first movie that they're going outside of the saga, outside of the Skywalker story. Yeah. So he's out there saying, look, this isn't going to do Force Awakens money. It is trending as high as Force Awakens. There's a lot of interest in this movie. Yeah. But I think he's out there throwing his hands up, being like, look, this is our first shot at something different. Yeah. Yes, we are in the Star Wars universe. Yes, there are a lot of visual cues that make you think, yes, this is the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I think he's out there saying, look, this isn't going to be a failure if it doesn't make $250 million in its opening weekend. Right. And I think that's a good thing to say. I think that's a good thing to put out there is the fact that, you know, don't expect every Star Wars movie to be this runaway success. Yeah. I still think this to be good. People are questioning whether or not he's seen it. Well, of course he's seen it, but are questioning if he's coming out and saying, I've seen it and it's not that great, really? so <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think he's doing no. that. But it is good to see him out there saying, look, this this is how it's going to yeah. be. It's an experiment. <laughs> it's an experiment. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that experiment is going to really set the tone for the following anthology movies, particularly Han Solo, Yes, as well as the one that they've more or less announced kind mm-hmm. of in 2020 so mm-hmm. they were talking about him and Kathleen Kennedy about the idea that they have movies they're reviewing movies to 2020 and then looking at 2021 20, and beyond yes what do you think of having Star Wars movies every single year now are you gonna are these going to run <laughs> or wear thin on the general audience like we have up to six or seven comic book movies a year now yeah yeah is one Star Wars movie a year too much is it are we going to lose some of that passion, lose some of that fan base and lose some of that authenticity that comes with big Star Wars movie every couple of years, every three, every 10 years?
2: I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I think depending on how well they pull these movies off, right? I yeah. mean, with cliffhangers, like the force awakens, you're going to constantly be pulling back the fan base and more so to see these movies. Mm-hmm. But the anthology films are a little different because they're more, more so a one and done. Yeah. Right? yeah. So once the One's over, well, we already know um, a new hope occurs, right? Yeah. So, uh the anthology films, yeah, I don't really know where they're going to sit. And like you mentioned before, they're experiments, so who knows how that's going to work out. But I think the anticipation for every episode movie, so the 8, 9, 10, and so on, I think it's going to have us all yeah. pulling our strings. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I know Tim's probably, you're probably like super jacked to hear that yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they said we're getting a Batman film every year, I'd be super jacked to hear that. Yeah. Uh, my only concern is just the level of quality. If you're putting out a film every year, can you maintain how good The Force Awakens was? I mean, there's a lot of pressure to do it every single year. And what if something goes wrong or, you know, something gets delayed or, you know, something in the weather even. I mean, these movies, you can't move these big tentpole projects because you just give them out to all your vendors and there's all promotional material with the date on it. So Star Wars, you know, they say we're going to come out December 24th, 2017, 2018. They're going to have to come out that day. So it's a lot of pressure on them. If anyone can do it, I'm betting on Star Wars, but... I think it works, though, because technically it's
2: two years to make each movie, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, the episode movie has been in progress for two years, and then the next anthology film will have two years. So back and forth, I think they can still put in enough um, quality behind their projects, right? Yeah. I
0: think yeah. You take a look at episode eight, they're done filming it, they're in post-production, yeah. and it doesn't come out for over a year. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of CGI. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just a lot of time they give themselves. And before, yeah. this was supposed to come out in May, yeah. so right. that, that's they've kind of shifted things around there it's as well. It's not concrete for... Yeah. Uh, December release, right? Yeah, but yeah. the idea that he referred to Rogue One as an experiment, so mm-hmm. it's the first movie outside of the Saga series. But when you step back and look at Rebels, yeah. that's a real first shot as something visually that's outside of the Saga. So this is, it ties in pieces of the Saga movies, particularly yeah. focusing a little bit on Leia here and there. But this is really almost like an anthology story. The fact it's telling something completely different right. than a Skywalker Yeah, story.
2: unfamiliar characters, yes. right? Yep.
0: Yeah. And so that's the first thing outside of the books that are yeah. actually doing that. So you have Clone Wars, which focuses on Anakin, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. R2. Exactly. So you have all those saga characters in there. But yeah. Rebels is a great example of something that's well-received, yeah. that's telling different stories that tie into the greater Star Wars universe. Yeah, it really
2: stands on its own feet, Yeah. right?
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm expecting from these anthology yeah. films So, really excited going forward Really excited that maybe we'll get a Boba Fett movie yeah. Maybe ooh, a Bounty ooh, Hunters movie maybe, maybe. Chewie, something maybe. like that Maybe yeah. an Obi-Wan Maybe I know that's <laughs> what I'm hoping for, I want Obi-Wan yeah. And a
1: C-3PO
2: yeah. movie uh, That's okay, we got c 3 joining us right yeah. now, actually Yeah, yeah. Over here on he's kind of
1: right. creepy He's just staring at me, like his eyes never move I don't really know Push the button Right there <laughs> So, if they made a C-3PO and
0: R2-D2 movie, like a buddy comedy cop movie, would you guys watch it? I don't think that would work. I think <laughs> yeah. it would work as like a cartoon sort of thing. Like, they do these Lego, the Lego shorts things, and that. Yeah. That would really work yeah. from there. I'd be surprised if they haven't already done it. <laughs> but as a buddy cop movie, I just don't think it would work. Or, or yeah, like, like a Bad Boys 2? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad
2: Boys, Ooh. like
1: 27, because they're way in oh, the Street? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Ewok Christmas remake? Well, I love the first two. Yeah. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So,
2: so, what are you guys most anticipating, or what do you guys think that the, the uh, third anthology film could possibly be? Because we don't know what it is, right?
0: I'm thinking Bounty
2: Hunters. you yeah. If they give us, give us a Cat Bane, because he's from the Clone Wars, we yep. don't know what happened to this character. He's a huge hit. I'd love to see him in Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, I'd be it's, sold. it's a way to do a Boba Fett movie without having it Boba Fett centric. You yes. have this concept of. You could even go like a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of route, cool. where you do have this yeah. ragtag band of bounty hunters, where yeah. Yeah. they're chasing something in particular, like and that. then tie that whatever they're chasing into the greater universe, or have some sort of implication for something, yeah. and maybe set it in a weird timeline, like between Empire and Return of the Jedi, yeah. so that it's something different. So it's, it's a time frame where Han Solo's frozen in Carbonite. Yes, the, looks the, like
2: training or something. Yes, and yeah. the, the
0: Rebels have taken a big hit, losing Echo Base, yeah. and so it's a different kind of universe at that point. Right. And it's a timeline that hasn't been explored by the touched, yeah. And I'm racking my brain to really think of anything that's explored that timeline in any sort of detail.
2: Right. I actually really like that idea. Yeah. It kind of did something similar in uh, Clone Wars, but as a younger Boba Fett, he's still like a kid and he's joined by like Cat Bean and a couple other bounty hunters. But I'd really love to see that take, actually. Nice.
1: Yeah. I'd say uh, a Jabba the Hutt movie, just focused on him and his rise to power. Like Godfather centric, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Struck> by <laughs> <Cersei>. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: the Goodfellas, the yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. subtitles all over the place. Yeah, there you but go. yeah, so yeah, for me, it's um, it's definitely um, Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah. Yeah. for hands down. But I think you got me sold a little bit on the the uh, bounty hunter, nice. set, and uh, the God the, the God
0: Hut,
1: the Job Father, yeah, the Job Father.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stepping back to DC a little bit, this so we had our first look at Superman in a promo released for the Supergirl series is dropping in about a month's time. Yep. Nice. Troy is a big fan of Superman. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this portrayal, this first TV portrayal since Smallville, I believe?
2: Yes. Yep. Yeah, Um. you know what? The portrayal of Superman himself, I like. Like, he's he's witty, he's fun, he's
1: happy <laughs> as a superhero. Is so- that a dig on the uh, Batman vs Superman film, Troy? Well, you know what?
2: The Man of Steel version worked for me. Yeah. 100%. The BVS version of Superman did not. Okay, fair enough. But this character uh, or actor—I forgot his name—Or Tyler, something or another. Anyways, I I really like what they did with him in the trailer, but it gets a little cheesy. It gets a little hokey.
0: Yeah. Is it is it hard to stay away from it getting a little campy with Superman? in tv do you think or do you think they can keep a serious tone i never watched smallville yeah and that's that's what I was
2: yeah they could totally pull it off smallville yeah. walked that fine line right of such being a, a little dark but being you know like superman
1: yeah they yeah. handled some good storylines, like the death of his father they even had doomsday in it for an episode yeah. or two but just
2: but just the original stuff they did in smallville i know we're on a rant here away from the trailer <laughs> but uh smallville did such a good job of giving us original content when he's in high school it was his territory yeah. that was never touched by the comics mm-hmm. for the most part that was the best stuff. But once they start trying to adapt the comic books in Smallbowl, that's when they lost me when they tried doing yeah the Doomsday.
1: Interesting. No. Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited for it. It's good to see Superman, mean, more Superman the better. And I think it works. I mean he doesn't look as physically imposing right. as Henry Cavill. Yeah. And to me he doesn't like he doesn't quite look like Superman. Yeah. To me, like C- Cavill and uh, Christopher Reeves and, and even Brent Ralph. Ralph. even, yeah. They had the look, yeah. yeah they have the look. And this guy I just don't think he has it. I mean, that's not a knock on him. He could be a great actor. I haven't seen it. I don't really watch Supergirl, but this does make me more interested to see it.
2: Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. The special effects look great, though. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's some flying scenes. He does his uh, signature, like, cold breath. Oh, You know, cool. going on because he's trying to yeah. cool down a plane when they're trying to save it. Nice. The only thing that kind of sucks, though, is that we've already seen in Brandon Ralph's Superman, yeah. like, saving the plane, so a plane. Such a good scene. It's such a good scene, so I don't really know why they chose that. We're already seen something like that especially for in this trailer we get to see Superman and Supergirl team up to take down a big threat and you think it's something huge yeah Assistant Jet I'm pretty sure Supergirl (laughs) or Superman could have done that on their own
1: you'd think so yeah uh, you bring up that plane scene in uh, Superman Returns. Yes. And I guess that was actually taken from Superman Flyby by J.J. Uh, Abrams. Okay. So he had written the script, and I guess that was uh, one of the big scenes in it. And so they adapted
0: it for Superman Returns because they liked it so well.
2: It's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I just it, bring that up. It's a cool tidbit. Is this supposed to be a fully powered up Superman? Like, this, he's been Superman for yeah. a long time in this yeah. universe.
2: And that's the other thing. He doesn't seem like that... that Veteran Superman. He seems kind of new to the game, but he is meant to be what you just said. He's meant to be a veteran, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But
1: in the comics, isn't Supergirl stronger than Superman? Because she stayed on Krypton longer, so she was able to develop on Krypton. So she's actually stronger and faster than Superman. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. I, I don't know if they'd ever bring that, you know, have them race and Supergirl beat him. Maybe. Well, cause
2: in, in New 52, she got one of the Red Rings too, didn't she? Like oh. Some crazy stuff happened with her in the New 52 where she became like a yeah,
1: Red Yeah, they had a cool storyline like where that. she went to like this um, intergalactic uh, university or high school so that she can use how to like control her powers and stuff and I thought that was kind of a neat way to take it but yeah. uh, I don't really read the comic. I saw the movie. It was uh, alright but uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faye Dunaway did a good job as Supergirl and uh I'm gonna maybe start watching this TV show. Yeah, I'm definitely
2: gonna check out the first uh, season premiere for this on the nice. CW.
0: Yep. When does that go? In October at some point. I believe the first or second week of October. That's when all the CW shows debut. Yeah. Okay, so we got set. some good stuff then. Yeah, I think okay. it's gonna be Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, the Legends, Legends tomorrow. tomorrow, the following yeah. week. Wow,
1: that's nice. like every day.
2: Yeah. That's good to be. Then we got Rebels, obviously, then we got Angels yeah. of Shield, Grey's Anatomy. Oh sweet. Right. that's a spicy yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> got have rarity.
1: I started watching it's the exact. show, This Is Us. Have you guys seen that? No. Uh, literally, it's so emotional. The last, like, 20 minutes, I just bawled my eyes out. If you get a chance to see the pilot, I think uh, episode two's on today. Check it out. It's it's heart-wrenching. It's a great show, so check it out.
0: Well, this past week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. That was fantastic.
1: Uh, yeah, that was in the uh, <laughs> credits of the movie. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, at the end when they played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the 90s theme song. And they also splice in the
0: Vanilla Ice Go Ninja rap. He came out on stage at one of the screenings and did the rap. Really? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was some weird version of the rap. It wasn't the exact version. It was a little more modern. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Was that (laughs) in part two or part one?
1: Uh, part two, right? The Secret of the Ooze, don't they go to like the club, I yes. think? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was, was, was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's my favorite
2: cool. one though. I know some people don't really like part 2 much, but I, I Secret
1: loved. of the Ooze is your favorite?
2: Yeah. Okay, okay. Of yeah. uh, that old trilogy, like of the three? I hate well, several. Of, of
1: the five, which one's your favorite?
2: Oh, out of the five, yeah, it's probably two, one, and then the animated one that they oh, did. Okay.
0: Yeah. Have you gone back and watched two recently? No, I haven't. I don't think I will. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm Ruin sorry. your childhood. In preparation for <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, I went back and watched. I was like really? all jacked up. I was like, yeah, yeah you know, I love the turtles from yeah. kid and all that. Went back and watched one. Oh, no. Fantastic. Nice. Watch two I was like, this is a very different <laughs> really? movie. Yeah. Really. The
2: pizza boy's in that one, right? The guy that fights. Yeah. The yeah? Oh, yeah. the Asian pizza boy that's yeah.
1: like really good at karate. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Okay. I'm well, um, staying away from that. So. Unfortunately, I couldn't see this with you guys in theaters because I was out studying or actually in studying, but the Steelbook came out, so I picked it up. Cool looking Steelbook. It's got the Ninja Turtles busting open and it's the same color as the first one. So it's a nice little set, uh, number one and number two, complete that. Hopefully we'll get a trilogy. I'm not holding out hope, but it'd be cool if they did. And so I popped it into the old PlayStation 3. Yep, PlayStation 3, that's what I have. And... I'm going to have to say I really enjoyed this, guys. To me, this is my favorite Ninja Turtles movie of all time. Of all of them? Of all of wow. them. Wow. Yeah, I love this so much. Just wow. so much fun. Man, it's like all the 90s cartoon stuff all over again yeah. with Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady, the Technodrome. Yeah. Shredder was in there. Casey Jones. Casey Jones himself. Stephen Amel. Did you like his portrayal? Yeah. Here's the thing with his portrayal. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Heath Ledger's joker he didn't have to be that he didn't have to be christian bale's batman he had to be a goofy irrelevant kind of character and for me it worked i'm just gonna say it worked for me it went with the tone of the film it wasn't you know i wasn't going in there expecting dark knight i wasn't going in there expecting the avengers i was going in there expecting some teenage mutant ninja turtles eating pizza fighting soldiers foot clan or whatever making quips skateboarding saying cowabunga. I loved it. Can't say enough good things about this film. Check it out if you haven't seen it. To me, this, this is the definitive version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on cinema film.
2: I kind of agree with you it was fun it was, it was, yeah. I really enjoyed this a lot more than the first one absolutely huge upgrade from the first one huge upgrade from the first one you know it's funny though because some people have issues with being tight casted which are you know tight cast is tight cast but this is something where actually where I I saw Stephen Amell give us exactly what he gives us in Arrow that
1: would have been cool yeah which
2: would have made more sense for his Casey Jones because yeah. he's he's more of like a strong kind of actor and I think so at least and in this movie I, he he stepped it down quite for me there's some parts but that might be the writing it might not even be him that might have been the writing he hemmed
1: it up quite a bit yeah when he's talking to uh, April O'Neil he's like do you like hockey (laughs) oh yeah Yeah,
2: did you like her uh, Black Widow kind of entrance going on there uh, Megan Fox when she came down like changed from her life that made
1: no sense was i weird. was like what the heck is going on yeah that, was yeah, that part was really weird yeah. the turtles um, look good though yeah i like so yeah i like the one with uh, leonardo and he has the uh, super nintendo controller on his arm nice I, I don't know if you guys saw that easter egg but that was kind of cool see that. that's cool because yeah. i love turtles in
2: time on the super nintendo yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh <laughs> the deleted scene with megan fox and then the original april O'Neil. I don't know if you guys never saw really that really online. Oh, no. uh, Check That's it out. It. It's really cool. It shows the two April O'Neils together. And I was like, oh, two April O'Neils, world's colliding. One with big hair and one with normal hair. Yeah. yeah. In the <laughs> words of Michelangelo, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> says it like eight times throughout the film. It's like a drinking game. Every time Michelangelo says this is awesome, you should take a drink.
2: I, I enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy it. I don't think it's horrible. It's nothing oh. crazy, but I think for the big, big turtle fanboys that are still in that, that turtle realm, you're gonna love this movie.
0: Yeah, if yeah. you love the T V series, you're gonna love this. Absolutely. Exactly. We reviewed it back on episode twenty five, so our it. <laughs> review. It's maybe not as favorable as this one was. But This
1: is awesome. You know, they're kinda like so Tim is definitely the Raphael of the group. I'm the Michelangelo. Or maybe Tim would be no, I think Tim might be the Leonardo. Yeah, he's a Leo. So I'd be Michelangelo, Troy. Who would you be? Oh, Raphael for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely not Casey Jones. Definitely (laughs) not (laughs) Donatello. Not that portrayal of Casey Jones. Not (laughs) that (laughs) portrayal. Well, you said you went back and saw Secret of the Ooze. How is uh, Casey Jones in that one? Way better. Really? Casey Jones is not in that that one. one. He's just in part one. (laughs) He's just in part
2: one. Yeah, and then he's in the animated one. Oh, and then there's okay. like a he's weird in 3 as of him, well. Samurai one, right? He
0: shows up briefly as Casey Jones in 3, but then he's yep. also that samurai version. Yeah, weird right. yeah, he does. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah, like
1: weird. the uh, turtles look so weird in the third one. Great action. I had the oh, samurai yeah. toys. Yeah. Me too. They came right. apart and stuff. They're proper, yeah. So oh, sick.
0: This brings us around perfectly to this week's topic. <laughs> And that is guilty pleasure What movies. are you saying about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows, Tim? That it may be a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> Along with a lot of that franchise, with yeah. the exception, I would say, of the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's right. really my personal opinion. Yeah. Best one. <laughs> one. Sea of the would be considered a guilty pleasure movie. I would say yeah. for Troy. That's, yeah. yeah. But that's me coming from the yeah. outside. I, I stay in the shadows when I watch that one. But, yeah. So that's, that's actually good that you brought that up, Troy, because... The idea of guilty pleasure movies, I struggled a bit with kind of coming up with a list here because I didn't really know how to perfectly define the idea of a guilty pleasure movie. Is it a movie that you love, that everyone else hates, that you're almost embarrassed to say that you love? When everyone's (laughs) like, that movie sucked. You're like, yeah, I hated it. (laughs) Or is it just a movie that has a tremendous amount of Mm rewatchability? Or is it... A movie that stereotypically we're not supposed to like, a chick flick or something yeah. like that. I don't. I don't know what is your guys' definition of a guilty pleasure movie.
2: Yeah, I think it's something kind of out of the norm that you're not meant to like. Yeah. So it's something that is looked down upon, but you're kind of like, I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I went to like yeah. movies that typically don't do well with critics and possibly with audiences. Um, so that's why I included a lot of my list and also some movies that you know you don't really expect uh, people to like. Like, for one, musicals. I'm a huge musical fan, so I have a ton of musicals on here. Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just stuff like that. You know, you just wouldn't expect people to like musicals. Not that there's anything wrong with it, of course, because I love musicals, so...
0: It just... You wouldn't really expect it, so... That's kind of what I went with. Yeah, I kind of went on the same lines of movies that I find myself continually go back to... But don't really know why I go back. To them. <laughs> that if they're like I said on TV, I'll sit and watch them. Or if they're kind of like, ah, oh, what am I doing this weekend? Or yeah. Netflix or something, right? Nothing else is on, and you kind of just want to sit and do nothing. These are the type of movies I go to. And maybe it's because it's the movies I'm able to go into and turn my brain off and not really focus in on some of the huge plot holes or some of the dumb ideas or some (laughs) of the ridiculous characterizations of people. And I'm able just to say, look, I can do this without having this idea, this concept of being like what about that hole what about the continuity what yeah. about this that right. we find ourselves doing a lot particularly when it comes to comic book movies yeah right? yeah
1: no absolutely and sometimes a movie like the dark knight we all love it but sometimes when you're watching it you actually got to pay a lot of attention to it in order for you to get the full enjoyment out of it whereas if you watch another film that's maybe less deep and less great i guess you'd say um then you can just watch it and look past the flaws and just you know sit down turn your brain off as tim said and have a good time yep. yeah I said, you lay down a couple of your
0: guilty pleasure movies here. All right. One thing I'll say off the top here, for those of you listening, we'd love to hear your guilty pleasure movies. Absolutely. Or if you think we're crazy for liking (laughs) one of these movies (laughs) specifically. Let us know. All right.
1: So like I said, I do enjoy a good musical now and then. So I'm going to lay down some of my favorite musicals. Let me know what you guys think. And then I'll talk about my favorite musical. All right? Cool. Spice World. Moulin Rouge. Wonderful musical. Grease classic cross the universe uh premiered at toronto international film festival a little lesser known um, but it takes place in uh, the 60s and is to the background of all Beatles songs. Yeah, Crust Universe equals. is fantastic right. movie. I love that movie. Purple Rain, again, oh, Prince. Prince,
2: great soundtrack. I my think... favorite Prince album.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the when he finally goes up to sing Purple Rain, oh, I think it's the best man. ending of any musical you could ever have. He, he kills it. My well, wife doesn't get it. She just what? doesn't get that movie, I know. But no! I
2: have that record anyway. So, Oh, really? Wow. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I have on vinyl. Probably my favorite is Rock of Ages. The one that came out a couple years ago with Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. So it's pure 80s and all its glory. So one thing, if you know a lot about me, I love the 80s. I love that era. I love all the genre of music from there. And this has so many great hits like Journey, Poison, so many great songs. I just love it all. It's just such a fun movie. I mean, the plot makes no sense, but just I love all the songs and just the acting like Tom Cruise is hamming it up for the audience. Yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. is great in that as well. Um, so many good celebrities in this and so many good, uh, acting performances. I mean, I always wanted to get a top five musicals episode, so this is the closest I'm ever going to get probably, unless like me, that. unless me and Baron do a top five horror musicals episode. <laughs> so what do you guys think? What are some of your, uh, favorite musicals and, uh, yeah, do you guys enjoy the genre? Definitely enjoy
2: the, the genre. I'm more of a Broadway guy. Like I to, I like to go you know, to the Jubilee here and, and really yeah. see those shows because I love, love those. Um, I did hear they're making Wicked into a movie so I've been the Ooh. first one to watch Have that. Have you
0: seen that on Broadway? Twice, yeah, three times. Really? I love yeah. Wicked.
2: I saw it twice when it came here and I saw it once in, uh, in the England. So, oh, yeah. oh so nice.
0: I, I saw it in London um, too. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I saw there I saw it in New York on our honeymoon oh, actually nice. Me and my wife went and uh, yeah, it was it was great. Awesome. I'm Team Alpha all day. <laughs> She's just misunderstood, yeah.
0: guys. Yeah, okay. For sure. We just went and saw Book of Mormon here in Calgary City. Oh, and how I was did it? see that one too. Yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah. The yeah? Were yeah. Yeah. Performances are great. Is that yeah. the West Side
2: Story w- scene over here? Lion King. Nice. Oh, oh I Man. saw Lion King, King so in good. Vegas, yeah. school. Spider-Man, not so good. Did you <laughs> see it? Yeah. Wow, you did, heard? eh? Yeah. One yeah. of the few. The performances are crazy what they do on yeah. set, but it's just not a good story. And the music's just not good. And it's YouTube. That gave us the, the music. Really? It wasn't that good. And I love you too. Did
1: they play with or without you?
2: No, they didn't. <sighs>
1: no. Jerks.
0: <laughs> Tim, what are your thoughts? Musicals? Yeah, I really do enjoy the... My wife really likes musicals. Nice. And I can't say that I would consider them a movie I would go and just sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually get sucked into them because my wife's like, here, you should really watch. <laughs> it's like Rent was really good. Oh, Rent's great. Rent's great. heart-wrenching. Oh, I forget about you that. You can't watch that love like Rent. the second time because
1: you're just like in tears. Yeah.
2: Seasons of, uh, I can't remember the title. Seasons of Love, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Glory, another good song there. Gets you right here, feels. Yeah, Chicago's not so good. I haven't seen that, but that one Best Picture, didn't it? Richard Gere, I believe, in there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. beat up like Saving Private Ryan or something crazy. That doesn't sound reasonable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Troy, how about you? Some guilty pleasure movies? Yeah,
2: uh, Mean Girls. Nice. Mean Girls 2005 Lindsay Lohan Tina Fey Rachel McAdams Like what more can I say All that star is a great, cast Amanda Seyfried Yeah that movie's awesome And of course If I like Mean Girls I gotta bring it back to Clueless Of course Clueless, 1995 Paul Rudd Paul Rudd right. oh, yeah. is great Alicia Silverstone back Stacey Girl. Dash Brittany, The late Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Murphy That's right Great great movie That was the first movie I ever got on pay per view really yeah yeah sat, <laughs> sat out in my uh, in my living room and watched that ordered the pizza and it, I, had a, I had a blast, I, had a blast. Yeah. I just
1: picture like teenage troy just having the best time of his life like yeah it, it, it's great <laughs> as you know as yeah yeah
0: that, that to me is a true guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. oh yeah oh yeah very much just you know, laying up on the couch slice yeah. Of pizza in her yeah, yeah just loving life
1: oh that's a great film yeah, Have you great. watched it recently I
2: haven't. I mean, I'm kind of leaving that in a, in a secret spot there. I still yeah. have the VHS, but... Oh, VHS. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah,
0: Tim, what's, what's yours, man? Yeah. So, I, I, I end up dropping these into probably four or five different categories. Yeah. I found myself... My guilty pleasure movies are all centered around a particular genre or type of movie. Right. The first one i lay down here is... Michael Bay movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Armageddon. Armageddon's one, nice. for sure. yeah. yeah, The Rock. Nice. Oh, yeah. you have to. Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Bad Two is awesome. Yeah, so good. A yeah. hate that movie. I love yeah. that movie. It was the only movie I've ever seen Will Smith just let loose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like awesome in that. Full Will Smith. The scene yeah. when they
2: when they meet the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> love that.
0: <laughs> love that film. Yeah. How about Transformers One? That one wasn't bad. I no, like that Transformers one. Transformers one and two, I'm okay with. I'm Tusa. not two, not two, not two. <laughs> yeah. One, and actually, I heard three was decent. Three alright-ish. It's better than two for sure. Mark Wahlberg's in that one. No, he's in the no one that's four. Oh, so yeah. speaking of which, side tangent, yeah. have you heard this weird ass synopsis for Transformers yes, the with Last the Night? He fights Nazis, Nazis, and he's in Winston King Churchill court. Yeah, so there's, a, there's this big huge issue with. I can't remember if it's a birthplace of Winston Churchill or if it was somewhere that he lived, and they've basically draped it up in, in Nazi gear, right? Yeah, setting a base in Winston Churchill's place. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, that's so disrespectful," and it's for the Transformers movie. So oh. is this gonna be some weird like time travel movie where like they have to fix? Yeah, or are they just like <laughs> going and like? It doesn't make any sense. To so me, you send Transformers back to King Arthur's table yeah. and they just step on everyone. Yeah, yeah. they go to World War Two. Like, they just go and step on Hitler. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Unless the
1: Decepticons weird. go back in time first, and then they're changing history, and then the Autobots have to go back and stop them?
2: See, this is crazy, because for me, it's very simple. If you're doing Transformers and time travel, you do it like a TV show, and you do Beast Machines or Beast Wars, oh, where they so go back cool. to prehistoric ages, and they take on the animal persona. Yeah. That is, like, awesome. That right? was the
1: best... Computer animated TV show that's ever been. Re- that and reboot were like up. Oh yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I had all the figures. Like Optimus Prime was Cheer. a is a gorilla. Yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, was it Megatron? Was the uh, dinosaur, dinosaur T Rex? Yeah,
2: so cool. Yeah, di- Who,
0: who's the guy that was always flipping sides? That's
2: oh, the, uh, the raptor. The yeah. velociraptor. Uh, di-
1: he was he was a raptor. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was definitely a raptor.
0: He was awesome. He was, yeah,
2: he, he was, was awesome. blue, but he had like the raptor skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: was awesome. And then there's like a rhino, a cheetah. There's the, the rats. rat. Rat yeah. trap. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then yeah. they had all the figures of some of the f- ones that actually didn't appear in the show. So they had like a polar bear, a turtle, yeah. a spice. Yeah. Yeah. I had all the figures. Yeah. <laughs> Love that show. Sorry, yeah. that's a big No, fish. that was a great Anyways, show.
0: Yeah. But Lego like, oh, Bay I find them to be the ones. That I either hate them yeah. and can't stand them and want to get the hell out of the theater if I'm watching them, <laughs> yeah. or the ones I'm like, yeah, I can watch Transformers for the 15th time, yeah, or Bad Boys. Or... His yeah. early stuff is okay, yeah. But yeah. It's not really favored by critics, and there's there's the lovers of Armageddon because I find that a lot of people really love we Armageddon. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that oil rig scene, weird. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. What about uh, Con Air? Is that Michael Bay? No, that's a Bruckheimer oh, film. Okay. I, can't, I don't know if he directed but he, that was when Jerry Bruckheimer was producing. So he produced a lot of these too, like The Rock and all that. And that's yeah. the same era. Yeah. And the Conner I love too. Great but it's film. that those all those films and Face Off and a few others yeah. Yeah. all kind of came out in that like 96 through, right. you know, 99. Yeah. And that's kind of that era that they all feel like they're the same movie. What a time to be alive <laughs> in the 90s, kids. Oh, yeah. so Awesome. Cool, cool. How about holiday movies? Holiday movies. I, I'm a big sucker for Christmas movies. Yeah, nice. And these are movies that I come back to every single year nice. around the holidays. Yeah. Particularly, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay, yeah. Christmas Story and Home Alone.
2: Christmas Story, and Home, Home Alone. Alone. You got me right there. These every yeah.
0: single year, no matter where I am. Nice. I always watch these three movies and Star Wars around Christmas. Yes, of nice. course, you got to. You have to. Yeah. But it's I always find that like I would never turn them on during the year, because they're not appropriate at any other time of the year, but yeah. no. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Christmas Eve and Christmas Morning, that's what's on at my family. <laughs> you have to have <laughs> it. It's got to be on in the background. Nice. It's like, yeah. It could be anything. It could be the best Christmas movie of all time. It's on, nope, it's got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> this is my family's guilty pleasure. Like, yeah, I love Like yeah. My uncle's even got the Chicago Blackhawks jersey with Griswold on the back. That's ah. amazing. Wow.
1: You know, it's funny you say uh, Home Alone, you know, should only be seen during Christmas time. I guess uh, upon initial release, the film was just so successful that it actually played until like June of that really? year. Yeah. like It just wow. went right through the holidays and right through like January, February, and then they finally pulled it in June. So that just shows like difference in terms of how movies stay in theaters nowadays where no movie would stay six months in a theater, no matter how successful.
2: That was a great movie. Part one and two. I think I liked two a bit more, but part one's... Ah, actually, I don't even know. Yeah, they're both really good. We lost
1: yeah. Kevin again. <laughs> yeah. So Tim, you brought up two movies from one of my favorite directors, and I'm kicking myself for not including him in my list of top five directors. John Hughes, who did... Breakfast Club. uh, Breakfast Club, Home Alone, um, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Weird Science, Weird Science, yeah. yeah, uh, Uncle Buck. This guy was the king of 80s, and I actually have him on here because I love teen movies. Yes. So things like 10 Things I Hate About You... She's All That. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mean Girls. Yeah. A little man. bit of a Mean Girls. Yeah. Easy A. Easy A was good. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love Easy A. Yeah. Uh, What's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone yeah. and Lisa Kudrow. Great film. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's just the same thing with uh, John Hughes. Just anytime time a John Hughes film is on, I just have to watch it. The Great... They're great. And I think a lot of kids think they're a little bit dated nowadays. Um they definitely do show their age, but I'm able to look past that like we said and I love it. Like Breakfast Club to me yeah. is the perfect film for growing up and I even had to stu- I even had to do a report on Pretty and Pink in uh, high school about like teenage life and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, these films have such a huge impact on you know the world and teenage life. And yeah. he was literally the king of the '80s. Like
2: he captured that high school feel. That when yeah. you want to grow up, you like you want that high school experience. That Saved by the Bell or that yeah. um, that weird science kind of
1: absolutely. Experience. Yeah, and he had the brat pack. So he had people like um, Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez, yeah. Ali Sheedy, who was actually the teacher in X Men Apocalypse. Little Easter egg for you. Anthony Michael Hall and a host of others. So. Nice.
0: They yeah. just did a parody episode on The Goldbergs this past week on The Breakfast Club. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. which is an 80s-centric TV series. That's amazing. And they did a parody of The no way. It's really good. Really oh, well done. that's amazing. That's a TV show. I recommend it when we talk about yeah. TV yeah. series, but Yeah. go check that out. It's a fantastic nice. TV show.
1: I'm going to have to nice. check that out because Breakfast Club, to me, is probably one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's what? great. Going off of high school, this is a little different. It's high school, but it's animated. A goofy movie I love this movie I had the clamshell The cartoon series Was a goof troop Which was okay But then you got to see uh, A high school version Of Max Right And it had A cartoon Bobby Brown Kind of character (laughs) uh, Powerline and that was, like, some of the greatest, like, music scenes I've seen in movies. <laughs> Even to this day, like, it's awesome. And Powerline.
0: Powerline, <laughs> right? It was awesome. I, just, I was just, like, blank staring at right that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, Powerline
2: okay. was great. You got summer vacation. You know, you got the high school feel. Yeah. You, got, you know, the guy chasing the girl is, is, is awesome. And Powerline. What more could I ask for? It's one of the best cartoons. I mean, was this released in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, wow. And this is the first movie I saw as an anime movie where I could actually tell the difference now in, like, an anime movie and then an animated TV show. You know, so the quality of yeah. uh, goof, goof Troop compared to a Goofy movie was
1: huge. Right? Yeah. Love, love awesome I still I watch it to that. this day.
2: Got it on Blu-ray. Yeah,
1: I think we all have like Disney guilty pleasures. Oh, sure. We all love Disney films. For sure. I can right. list like so many yeah. Star Wars, Marvel. <laughs> Pixar. I, I meant the animated films, the animated like some of the like, classic. Because I, I feel like we grew up in the golden age we of did. Disney. Yeah, movies like Lion King, Aladdin, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Like all those were big hits. But for me, one of the ones that always stood out to me. And it was a little lesser known and less popular it was Hercules. I love Hercules. That's Hercules one of my was a great film. Yeah, and they had the T V show that went with it. That was awesome too. It's yeah. like a prequel. And then uh Michael Bolton
0: who sang um Go Oh Go the Distance. Go the Distance, yeah. yes. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about those Disney movies is now that we all have kids, we're all gonna be able to revisit those yeah. in a very short amount of time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. This is coming up. My daughter is in love with the Mickey Mouse crew. Nice. Oh nice. nice. So I was just thinking like Goof Troop is a fantastic movie to yeah. show her. Oh, yeah. And I get a little bit of... You yeah, get to watch yeah. it? Yeah. So is, is
1: Goof Troop in the vault, though? Because I know how Disney likes to put all their films in the vault. I don't know if that one was. I mean, I got mine probably two, know. three years ago. I don't think that one was. On found it in Walmart. Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. But something like uh, Little Mermaid yeah, like those or Lion King. I think that's probably in the vault. Yeah.
1: yeah. I actually found The Little Mermaid, uh, funny enough. At a pawn shop for two bucks and it was like the special like 25th anniversary DVD. Well, wow. So I was like, sure, I'll get it. Nice. Sure. I love it. I love the Little Mermaid. Nice. Another guilty pleasure. Nice. Little Mermaid. First scares that. I love it. Under <laughs> but, the uh... Sea. Oof. Oh, I love that song. And then the Simpsons parodied it when uh, Homer versus sexual harassment. (laughs) He sings his own version, and then Marge is like, that's your answer to everything, Homer. We're not moving under the sea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is good. (laughs) Another genre that I tend to lean towards when I want to turn off my brain, get a little watching in, is disaster, apocalyptic, or alien invasion films. (laughs) and Like... I really love some of these and some of them are good and some of them are horrendous I love that genre it's so good right how about Sunshine have you ever seen that yes Danny Boyle Danny Boyle it's got yeah. Chris Evans and Cecilia really? Murphy in it yeah it's about a spaceship that goes up into space to launch a nuke into the sun to restart the sun. Yeah, and it turns to this like weird horror flick towards the end. No yeah. way. But it's really good. Chris Love Evans is film. fantastic, and it. Cecilia Murphy is fantastic. What, what in year it. did this come out roughly? Two thousand seven. Yeah, I'd say that. Whoa! Okay. It was
1: it's still around when Blockbuster went out of business because I picked it up, and it, actually, if you go to my house and see it, it's still in the Blockbuster case. So. No way! Yeah, nice. I'm not replacing that because that is a relic. Cool, <laughs> oh, cool. Have you ever called? What's it called? Sunshine. 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 Yeah, it's called Sunshine. I think mm-hmm. this came around his Slum Millionaire. Two thousand seven, I was right. Nice. Yeah, nice. Good
0: stuff. Have you ever seen The Core? No. Oh,
1: I've I've seen it but I heard it's a long core, time ago. Aaron Eckhart?
0: Yeah. It's pathetic <laughs> as far as it's attempt to tell a story that is relevant <laughs> or has any scientific base to it yeah. but i tell you i don't know if it's because i enjoy watching because it it's like this is ridiculous but when i was a university going through for my career we watched this all the time and i don't know why and it was ridiculous they essentially have this beam that can shoot through the earth oh, okay. and they end up in the core floating around in the core that's awesome and they have this new element they invented that with higher pressure and temperature it gets stronger so they can actually go on the ship it's, what?
1: it's really dumb. But, but wait, if you're in the core, how would you float? Wouldn't you just be pulled into the center of the core? Dude, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, in Justice League, Superman's in the core right now. I know. I was yeah. going to mention that. He's going through the core yeah. right now. So, a nice yeah. uh, tie in, too. Yeah, there yeah. Is. You must
0: have been reading your Justice League. I have been. Yeah. So... <laughs> even, even movies like Battle LA, which, yeah, Aaron yeah. Eckhart again. Which was Aliens Come Invade oh, okay Earth. I think it's like Sorry, 2012 th- or 11 or something like that. I, I thought you meant the I never one saw with the one uh, about.
1: Kurt Russell. What's that one? Uh, Escape from L.A. and yeah. Escape from New York. Oh, Snake? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I, and I love all those. Like um, 2012 is, again, Ridiculous yep. Day for oh, Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But those kind of movies, I don't mind going and being like, ah, yeah, I can just watch these. Right. Yeah. But one I have to recommend here, and I don't know how this was received, because this came out quite a long time ago. But it's called Fire in the Sky. It is one of my favorite alien invasion flicks of all time. It's based on true events. Oh. Apparent true events. And a man gets abducted, his friends get blamed for killing him. Wow. And then he ends up showing back up and it's it's really, really good. It's really eerie. Wow. And um, my dad and I watched it when we were living at our cottage actually and the cottage was out secluded and all that really creepy. I was like, I cannot sleep. (laughs) So that's that's probably my favorite or my go to movies to just turn off and not and try not to be critical of them and it's it's harder now i think we have different goggles on now when it comes to looking at movies how we perceive them because we sit here and we do review a lot of different movies yeah we seem to have an opinion we're more involved in the process as far as bringing these movies to the general population not that we're actually making them but we do follow the from basically concept to development to production and Mm -hmm. when they get dropped right Right. and so we see a lot more of what's going on we understand the direction these are taking and Mm -hmm. I find that finding these little niches to go and just sit back and be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to go watch <laughs> yeah. Disaster flick, I love. Wait, yeah, I'm right. In.
1: I agree. You know, it's funny you say that because Independence Day 2, I think part of the reason why I didn't like that as much is because Independence Day 1, to me, is the greatest disaster flick that's ever been created. One of the, yeah. Uh, it's like the most perfect yeah. disaster flick. Um, But I kind of like the uh, disaster flicks where there's like a virus that's taking over the world and everyone's slowly getting sick and dying, like Outbreak or Contagion. Some of those ones. I Am Legend. Another one. World War Z. Love that one. Yeah. So speaking of World War Z, sad news with Brangelina. They broke up.
0: That just missed our news wire at the top of the episode.
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, he's in a couple of movies and she's in a couple of movies, so... No, it's sad because it's news. But anyways, I agree. I do like the um, disaster films with the alien invasions are good. Always a classic. War of the Worlds is a good one with uh, Steven Spielberg. You could argue it's kind of his last big blockbuster budgeted movie. It's also a really shitty alien invasion (laughs) movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Wasn't there a book?
2: Or an old movie,
1: Wait, a, adapted from something.
2: It, it was readapted. Wasn't it
0: a radio broadcast?
2: That's yeah. Orson Welles. It, it was a radio broadcast, I believe. Yes, yeah, so they did ago.
0: a radio broadcast of it. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how true all of this is, but apparently there's a radio broadcast of them actually reading. I don't know if it's a short story or whatever it was, but people actually thought it was real. Yeah. Oh. Freaking out. Yeah. Okay. Because
2: I remember when as a kid I heard that one. Like they played yeah. it for school, and I was like, "Whoa." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take yeah. It easy. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I know we're talking guilty pleasures here, and I was waiting for one of us to bring up something that they felt was a good guilty pleasure movie. Love it. I do not like that. Spielberg, Tom Cruise, and Aliens, they should have been able to put something together better than what came on the screen. <laughs> the
1: only The thing, end is dumb. The only thing I hate about that film is the way the kids are, because they're so annoying in that film. Probably the worst annoying kids in any movie I've ever seen. But the action is awesome. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He always he always gives it hundred percent, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. He's he's running in every scene like typical Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best run ever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I oh, dug man. it. I saw it in theaters. I own it. I've seen it recently and I actually didn't mind it. So I, I, I like it. I dig it. Troy, you're the tiebreaker.
0: Yay or nay? I never saw this one. I never saw it. Taking I, the yeah. easy way out. Like <laughs> Green Day kid walking up at the end of the movie. So dumb. Oh yeah, I was like, how did he get there?
1: Well, okay. I mean, that's what we said. I can look past that. I know it's a dumb thing, but I look past it and I just enjoy the journey.
0: I can but... appreciate looking past it. <laughs> I felt like we had to disagree at some point. Yeah. But um, that is the one that got that's me. That's
1: the one. War of the Worlds. I think it made like $200, $300 million at the box office. This is a big success. And if you go on the uh, Universal tour, they still have like the set of the plane crash. Um, where they filmed it on their backlots, so you get to go out and like film some, take some pictures of the crash plane and stuff. It's kind of cool. cool. Wow!
0: What about comedies? This That's this is going. something that are hits and misses yes. mm-hmm. for a lot of people, but yeah. there's a couple specific ones here that I absolutely love. And yeah. it was the Judd Apatow films, okay. particularly in his heyday, Knocked Up and Four Virgin. Oh yeah, whoa, whoa. those are
1: great. Knocked Up. Yeah, cannot stand that movie. To really? Me, that is like one of the worst movies. Whenever no. it's on, if my wife is watching it, I'll actually legitimately make her change the channel. Wow. I saw it in theaters. I hated it in theaters. That is one film I never got, and people seem to love it, and people want to, like, shake its hand and, you know, love it, but no, I cannot stand that film. Wow. I think, you that's, know... That's passion. Every yeah. I hate this film with a passion. If it's on in my house, I'll legitimately, if I see it, I'm like, nope, you gotta change it. And, you know, I just cannot have it. Wow. Yeah. I, and I don't even own the film.
2: <laughs> well, I <didn't laughs> guess you wouldn't.
1: <laughs> 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 Apparently, you don't <laughs> I own a lot of films that I don't <laughs> like, but
0: this one is one that I hate. I really like that one. And Forty Little Virgin, I had a tendency. Oh, that was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it, that was really good. And I had a tendency with that one to, I used to put on a movie before, when I lived by myself and on my own and that, and I would put on a movie just in the background and just roll up more to sleep. I bet you I put on 40 Old Virgin every single night for like six <laughs> months straight. Because I could just turn it off. I could listen to it. It was comforting. I don't know what it was. I like the idea of this really nerdy dude who had all these sweet action figures and yeah. stuff in his apartment and all that. I really like that idea. I
1: feel like I could relate to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could bond with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd probably be on this podcast right now if we knew him. <laughs> yeah,
2: copies. I had um, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Nice. I know a lot of people that oh. like part two. I yeah. loved part two. Yeah, yeah. More than part one? More than part one. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought part two was brilliant what they did with that character. I, I, I just felt like it was more funny. And they, oh, wow. they changed the environment. They they didn't do the whole um, hangover movement where they just replicated oh, uh, the exact yeah. same thing. That is a good point. Yeah. You yeah. I mean, they did a lot more different things. Yeah.
1: I mean, I heard a lot of people say that there are no good comedy sequels. Would you say then that's the best comedy sequel?
2: I won't go as far as the best. I mean, I enjoyed 22 Jump Street
1: okay.
0: more than 21. Oh, okay. Uh, just watch Neighbors too. Yeah. Ed? Not as good it's as it is. It's not there. as good. Oh, yeah, you were really? Saying that, yeah, not, not even close. Not even close. Because no. part one was great. It's just, it kind of rehashes a lot yeah. of the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the characters from the first one are great in this, yeah. particularly the guy from Many Projects named Ike. He's in Suicide Squad. Yes. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah. And Seth Rogen's good. The, the whole crew there is pretty good, even yeah. Zach Efron. I really like him in comedy I, style. I like yeah. yeah. But the whole concept of it is just a big rehash. And, oh, no. and the, the supporting actresses that are in the sorority yeah. just don't stand up to the guys that were... In the. That's trap unfortunate. Because uh, they have some
1: big names in there. Isn't the uh, girl hit from Girl? Hit uh, girl yeah, hit girl yeah. and Carrie.
0: She's not really great in it. That. No, oh,
2: yeah, that's no. unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, there was a guy back in the day that I used to watch, Sinbad. Big comedian. Yeah. Way back in the 90s. Love 1995 uh, house guest. Sinbad. Oh, okay. And uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Oh, it's, the late it's, great, it's great Phil Hartman. It's, it's a con man that's basically owes a huge debt to like, the mob. So he. Basically takes on identity of uh, Phil Hartman's like old college buddy. And he tries to stay over his place and like, swindle him. But then he oh. finds out that you're not my friend. But they build this big relationship. But it's a really, really funny movie. Nice. Aren't they yeah. both
0: in Jingle All the Way as well? Yes, yes, yes they, they are. are. Yes, yes, they yeah. are. talking about Jingle All the Way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Okay>. Tim is <laughs> his good one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arnold? That is one that <laughs> I have so probably watched way
0: too many right? times.
1: Yeah. Did you have a Turbo Man action figure? No. I did. Really? Yeah, you they sold them. You? Yeah. And I got one for Christmas, and then it wasn't as cool as they made it seem like in the movie. But I have one. I'm sure I could still find it somewhere. Nice. It's probably worth $3. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys are going to rag all over me for this one. I'm a huge Mike Myers fan. Austin Powers, all three of them great. I mean, who doesn't love that? Wayne's World, another great Mike Myers film, right?
0: Uh yeah, oh. Uh oh, I've waiting You oh. know where this one's going. No
1: way. The Love Guru. No yeah. Way. That ended his career. I know, but I'm just saying, I enjoyed it. And it ended, I forget the guy's name. He was also in 40-year-old Virgin. Oh, yeah. And he plays like the hockey player in Love Guru. Can't remember his name, yeah. Can't remember his name, but you know who he is. Oh, yeah. My I thought this was hilarious. You're one of a kind. I am. Literally <laughs> yeah. one of a kind. I looked up here, the Ron Tomato score is 14%. <laughs> It's going to be one of the lowest rated movies of all time. (laughs) Poor Mike Myers. To me, it was hilarious. I still quote it sometimes actually in conversation. Like the scene where um, he's talking to Jessica Alba's character who owns the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, come on. It has a Toronto Maple Leafs in it. Tim, you should love this. You're a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. They win the Stanley Cup. This is the closest you'll ever see the Toronto Maple Leafs to winning the Stanley Cup 10. That's <laughs> probably fair. Uh, Justin Timberlake's first movie role um, was Jacques the Cock Grande. <laughs> so this, was he not an Alpha Dog
0: before that? Uh, might He's be- good in
1: that. that. movie's awesome. Yeah, Do- No, though. no, no, no. We're not talking about Alpha Dog here. We're talking about the love guru, okay? <laughs> a great film. It's worth a second look. This isn't <laughs> Adventures of Pluto Nash. This isn't, like, Norbit, okay? This is a legit movie that I feel like deserves a second viewing.
2: Didn't that movie also come out the same time when Adam Sandler did that horrible, um, Don't Mess With The Zone? They like, both yeah, on the same yeah, time. They are yeah. both, like, career-ending for both of them. Yeah, that was... Ooh.
0: So that is Whoa. a true guilty pleasure <laughs> movie. I was <laughs> literally down to the definition of, you're the only one that likes this. I feel like you gave that a 14% on Rotten (laughs) Tomatoes. Somehow you've managed to sign up with enough critic accounts to go from zero to 14. Because I watched about 20 minutes of that, and I just couldn't anymore.
1: It's hilarious. Like, obviously, switch your brain off at the door. Okay, you're not going to go in there expecting Austin Powers material, but it has some of the same types of jokes and humor in it, and... I feel like it's worth a second look, guys. Trust me on this one. (laughs) Um, Okay, continuing with comedies. Maybe you guys will like some of these more romantic comedies. Who doesn't love a good romantic comedy? You know, you got good ones like When Harry Met Sally. Oh, that's incredible. That is such a great film. Another holiday film, Love Actually, is probably, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Possibly. I can't. Oh, with no. all the crickets, I'm guessing not. It has literally every yeah, British yeah. actor in it yeah, ever. Cornel loves that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so, such so a great film, too. Pure Knightley's in that one, right? Yeah, yeah Pure Knightley and Rick from Walking Dead. Actually, that's how I knew him. And then when he appeared in The Walking Dead, I'm like, oh, hey, it's the guy from The Love, actually. And I still maintain if you ever came to the Calgary Comic Entertainment Expo, I would walk up to him with a sign. That said, to me, you are perfect, because it's from the film, and I bet you he would get the inside joke. But he didn't get the girl, did he? No, that. but no. he got the kiss, and then he's like, no. enough, you know, I, I, I'm going to leave it to my best friend. Yeah, because kiss is always enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's Rick, okay? He's used to getting uh, the second girl. Does Rick get the second girl? Well, I don't know. We'll get into Walking Dead later. Um, Roman Holiday, another classic. Um, Audrey Hepburn, like, this This is like OG romantic comedy. Um, but for me, I don't know if you guys have seen this Take Me Home Tonight. No. No. No, okay. No, so this one is a movie that's uh I think it was shot in the two thousands, but it takes place in the eighties. Stars Topher Grace, Anna Ferris, Chris Pratt. Wow. Uh, it also stars Teresa Palmer. She's in uh Lights Out and a couple other films. Uh it's great. so it's a hidden gem. You know, a lot of not a lot of people know about this. I think it just came straight to DVD. But it's just like a fun, irrelevant comedy about kids growing up in the 80s. This one kid who works at a video store. Awesome. Um, he's going to this party. He doesn't really know what to do with his life. And he's trying to pursue the It Girl. So wacky misadventures ensue. Um, his sister Anna, is Anna Ferris, And she's also at this party. And so it's just a really fun movie. Um, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, have you seen Dazed and Confused? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of like the 80s version of that. Cool. Yeah, so check it out. A lot of fun. Great soundtrack. Sadly, the song Take Me Home Tonight is not actually in the movie, so I have no idea why they called it that. But uh, yeah, check it out. Okay, so you know me. I love horror. Have you guys seen Chopping Mall or Return to Horror High?
0: That sounds like a porno.
1: (laughs) I thought so. To me, you know, the odds of you guys seeing this are about the same as Falcon voting for Donald Trump.
0: Crickets. Because he's a Democrat, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, side note, did you watch that debate last night? I I did, yeah. Social media's been nuts. That was incredible. It was insane. Good luck, America.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Captain America should run for president. I heard he's
2: thinking about changing his name to Captain Canada. Oh. Yeah, because he is out. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to
1: sneak across the border? (laughs) Um, so really quickly, Chopping Mall is a film about these kids, and they decided to stay overnight in a furniture store, have a little slumber party, but they don't do a lot of sleeping if you catch my drift. And then they go out into the mall. The plot is ridiculous. So they go out into the mall, but the mall has replaced all their security guards with these robots who um, apprehend burglars and criminals. And what happens is um, there's a lightning storm, and it hits these robots, okay... And it turns these robots into killer robots. So now all the kids are trapped in this mall and they're being hunted by killer robots. It's just a fun film to watch. Check it out. And lastly, Return to Horror High, the very first movie of George Clooney. And you think More a name so <laughs> <laughs> And you think a name like Return to Horror High would be a sequel? No, it's just the first one. There is no uh there's no one that comes before it. It's a film about this school and years ago there was a serial killer and he killed a bunch of students from the school and then it flashes into the future and this director comes and he wants to make a documentary about the murders that took place many years ago and then a bunch of the actors while they're filming in the same school are getting killed off one by one and George Clooney plays a security guard in it. So, it's a fun film. Again, another one of those slasher. I'm a big sucker for eighty slasher. So, Friday the 13th, I've seen all 13 of them. They're all great, fantastic films. To me, it's one of the best franchises to put out 13 films like that and have the same amount of quality. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. That that was a joke about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they're on the oh. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys,
0: it's been a pleasure talking guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. oh i see what you did there that was not on purpose <laughs> make sure to catch our new podcast sw rebels alert that drops every monday make sure to check out rebels this coming saturday and you know what guys have fun on force friday be safe go prepared bring a pizza yeah. bring some chairs yeah oh, we're looking forward to hearing all your stories about your force friday hauls your experiences I'm really looking forward to spending some time with some true Star Wars fans, getting out there and just spending hours in the evening like ridiculous people in front of a Toys R Us yes. talking about Star Wars Rogue One and what's on the inside waiting for us. All right. You can always catch us at hashtag enter the nerd room if you want to ask questions, comments, whatever. Our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Stitcher, Google Play, all the listening platforms that you can think of. We are there for your listening pleasure. Well, we look forward to talking Luke Cage in a few weeks, yes. look forward to talking and discussing our Rogue One Force Friday hauls next week. And until then, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. See, that was a heavy door. It was like a wood door. It's like a fire door. Bonus yeah. content. I have something in here.
1: Bonus content. This is our Easter egg. This is the Zack Snyder Ultimate Director cut. All right, now that Tim is gone. Bonus content for
2: Troy. Oh, shoot. Smuggler's Smuggler's Booty.
1: Oh, bounty. Check this out. Oh, man, it came in.
2: Oh, Lord Vader.
0: Oh, man. 158. Look at that. Bespin, Darth Vader in the Smuggler's Bounty box. This is our bonus content for the week.
2: Look at his head skull. Oh, wow. Grand Moff
0: Tarkin coming up
1: next? Right there. Right there. Oh,
2: Oh, man.
1: Not Grand Moff.
2: That's great. They got the cheekbones.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Does does he have big cheekbones? Yes,
2: he got cheekbone accurate. Got the lightsaber with Vader. With the force hand, that's awesome. This is great. this might be one of the best Funkos I've seen out there, guys. Yeah, these
0: Funkos wow. in this recent Death Star Smuggler's Bounty are Ooh. fantastic.
2: Whoa, that's a great pickup! Uh, yeah. Wow, when did that come in?
0: Uh, a couple days ago. Nice. So. Ooh. Anyway, an Emperor yet? No, there's an Emperor there. Yeah. There is. A, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, guys, we are. Oh, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts Tim, Sunday, and Troy on Twitter at thenerdrm, one nine one two podcasting, and Troy the boy eighty seven.